going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Greg Lewis. In the garden, man was lured away from being one with God by becoming like a God. So the devil tempted man, basically making man feel that he didn't, if, I mean, didn't have to be with God if he was a God himself. So that was the devil's temptation to man in the garden. Genesis 3 and 5 tells us, for God doth know that in the day that ye, this is the serpent talking in the day. Uh, ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. Ye shall be as gods, knowing what? Good and evil. So prior to this, man was reliant upon God to know good and evil. But man became independent of God, knowing good and evil when he ate off the tree. God did not want man to have that responsibility because if man had that responsibility, of course, it would lead to man's sin. And so the fall came when man took it upon himself to be like a God when he was tempted. And of course, this is what's happening now. People want to be like a God. They want their eyes open. Every, every mystic, every, um, you know, uh, new age order consists of an eye, your third eye being open, your pineal gland, your, you know, opening your eye, opening, having Christ consciousness, having, you know, uh, being one with self. Uh, self as God or, or knowledge of self. All of these things are what occurred in the garden. Just, I mean, you know, brought to our modern time or modern philosophies, but it's the same philosophy of the enemy to make us independent of God and make us believe that we are equal to or like a God. Right. Y'all got that, right? Yeah. So that's what happened in the garden. When man ate of the tree of knowledge, his own knowledge separated him from God. Man hid from God and fellowship was broken. So the minute he ate, he separated himself from God. He, the Bible says that they looked upon themselves and saw that they were naked. That means that they had a visible concept or a, a, a conflict within themselves as far as what they look like and what God thought of them. Prior to that, they didn't care, right? But they saw their filthiness after they sinned and the Bible said they hid and that was when they were separated. God had to look for man. Amen. Right. Just like he's looking for some of y'all trying to hide from him. Amen. How do you hide from God? I mean, if, uh, amen. You can't look at somebody and say you can't hide from the eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. If you cover your head, your feet will show. You can't hide from God. But man tried to hide. Man separated himself from God in the garden. Genesis three and eight. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden 
in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of. Could you imagine being that close to God where you're just walking with him? And I know y'all get mad at Adam and Eve, but you'd have done the same thing. Adam and Eve is representing all of us. It's representing you now. Amen. There are times when you make the wrong choice. Don't don't get mad at Adam and Eve. You made the wrong choice. Somebody did it yesterday in spite of what God wanted. Amen. So this is why we needed Christ to come. Amen. Seeking knowledge of self and pursuing selfish ambition separates us from God. Knowledge of Self, all of these philosophies that help you awaken to your inner being, these separate you from God. All God wants you to know is what he wants you to know about you. Can I say that again? Yeah, he don't want you meditating uh, in the lotus position. Amen. This is why we don't do yoga in the body of Christ. We don't summon spirits. We don't summon the energy of spirits. We don't stimulate chakras in the kingdom. We don't use serpent power and kundalini and all of these different mystical, magical things to try to tap into who we are in our innermost being. All of that, according to the word, is is an abomination because it takes the place of who God is and it's tapping into Another realm outside of God. This is why we don't we don't do these things. But these things and then selfish ambition, meaning somebody trying to make it to the top and be the bomb. And I'm, I'm going to be large and I'm going to be in charge. And that's Christians don't talk like that. We just do our best. Now, we get promoted. Anybody been promoted before? Oh, we get promoted. Amen. And ain't nothing wrong with making paper either. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if that is your goal, something is wrong. Because money can't buy happiness. Your goal ought to be the joy of the Lord in your home. So your kids won't be crazy. Amen. Put your children before. And don't you understand that when you please God, he opens a door for all these other things? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and be rightly aligned with him. Then all these other things shall be what? added they'll be added but seek God's kingdom meaning God's will for you first quit trying to show out for folks please folks do what you think somebody's gonna think is good make sure what you're doing pleases God amen amen why wouldn't you want to please the one that has everything I'm not trying to make family members happy because they don't have everything And what they have, they ain't giving me. So I'm going to please the one that has it all. That's the only one I have to please. Not only does he know what I want, he knows what I need and he knows when to give it to me. Then he knows how to mature me so that I can handle what he gives to me. Amen. I serve the most high God. I don't need one of those medium gods. I need the, look at somebody say most high. Most high. What's higher than most high? Most high is the highest high. I preach that. 
Seeking knowledge of self and pursuing his selfish ambition. These things separate us from God. God's plan was for man to be totally reliant upon his direction and his leadership. So in all that you do, do it unto the Lord. That is what he wants. He wants us to please him in what we do. But God's plan was for us, for man to be totally reliant upon his direction and leadership. Even though man had dominion in the earth, his purpose was to honor God and not himself. Matthew 16 and 24, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man is going to come after me. Y'all, this is so important. I know you've heard it before, but just listen. How do we come after you, Jesus? How do we be about you? How do we be your disciples? He said, if any man's going to come after me, he's got the first what? deny himself that means first he says deny himself then he says take up his pain or take up his cross take up the pain it's gonna cost you to deny yourself it's gonna be painful it's gonna cost you to deny yourself there's gonna be things you would like to do there's gonna be times when you just want to be like everyone else can i just be normal this time no the devil's in that and you can't have it can i preach in here There are times when you have to separate yourself. You don't want to because you want to be with these folks. But you have to separate yourself. Because where they're going, you can't go no more. That's painful sometimes. It's going to be painful when people ostracize you and talk about you for the decisions that you've made for you and your family. They won't understand what you're doing. That's painful. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and do what? He said, follow me. That means follow his word. Follow his plan. Amen. That's the fall of man. But this was God's plan. Because man failed. The prediction of the virgin birth of Jesus came immediately after Adam and Eve sinned. Though they were sentenced to die, God in his mercy gave a promise of redemption through the one who would be born of a virgin Jesus Christ. So immediately after Adam and Eve sinned, God spoke that Jesus is coming. Genesis 3 and 15 says, I will put enmity. When he was talking to the serpent, he says, I'm going to put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and what? Her seed. Immediately. That lets us know because women don't have a seed. Woman has an egg. That lets us know that there's going to be a woman carrying a seed. Meaning that she's going to have a virgin birth or there's going to be a birth without a man. Immediately, it was prophesied. It shall bruise thy head and thy shall bruise his heel. The wages of sin is death. This means that a sinless life must be taken as a ransom for sin or payment for sin. So a sinless life has to be taken. In the Old Testament, it was... uh, It was the sacrificial animal that had to die. It had to be a ceremonial clean animal offered up for the sins of man. So they, you know, they were giving up uh, uh, sheep and and clean sheep uh, to pay the penance for the sins of the people. But God just said, you know what? That's not going to work. I need sinless blood to fix the sinful blood of mankind. So I need someone to come live as a man and die without sin. And that is the son, Jesus Christ. He's the only one that could do it. It had to be a ceremonial clean animal. Uh, Leviticus 16 and 30 says, for on the day that 
uh, shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you that ye may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. So that was the Old Testament or the old covenant's way of paying for your sin. But the new covenant is Jesus coming in the flesh to be the perfect sacrifice for the sins of mankind. Hebrews 12 and 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of what Abel actually is. So Abel actually gave a sacrifice of an animal which pleased God. That's why Cain was upset because Cain's sacrifice wasn't sufficient to cover cover his sin. But instead of Cain doing what Abel did, Cain killed him. Uh, Y'all, I can testify that. You you wonder why you try to help folks and you tell them stuff. And instead of them just doing the right thing, they come after you. Envy and jealousy. Why are you hating on me? Why don't you just do right? That's what God asked Cain. Why are you hating on Abel? Why don't you just do what he's doing? I don't want to do right. I just want to hate on those that's doing right. Y'all know somebody like that? Yes, you do. It's some friends that came along with you. You gave your life to the Lord, started living right. They didn't. Then they got mad at you and started hating on you because you're trying to do right. You know why? Because your right makes their bad look worse. Yeah, your right makes them feel some kind of way. And then you be like, well, won't you just do right? The devil tried to stop the woman's seed. And this is how he did it, by creating evil lineages of people. Remember, the the, the sons of God came down into the daughters and created all these hybrid beings and the Nephilim and these spiritual beings and all this stuff. He tried to destroy the woman's seed by corrupting mankind like that. Then he created virgin birth myths. And this is what they're using now, the virgin birth stories that Jesus is Osiris and Jesus is this and that and all the different parallels and all of these different things. That's why, I mean, if you say Christmas to some African-Americans, they just go crazy. I put Merry Christmas on the Facebook page this morning and I sat there and watched and I watched because I knew I just knew I knew somebody was going to go way out of their way to stop by and call me a pagan. So I saw Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, about a hundred people, Merry, 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 they just Merry, Merry, then somebody, you know that Christmas is the, the, the real meaning of Christmas. It, that's crazy, but that's parallels. People don't understand parallels. The devil created those stories to get Christ out of everything, to make you think that the virgin birth was not the original or, or not what The Bible says it was the only true virgin birth. But all this mythology and every story, Greek mythology, uh, Roman, uh, uh, the the Roman mythology, and then even the Anglo mythology, all the different mythologies place the virgin birth in their culture or in their story as an immaculate conception with some kind of false God. But we know that the Bible, look at somebody say the Bible is true. The Bible is true and the Bible don't mention any of them having a virgin birth. It only mentions the real virgin birth, which is Jesus Christ. And I believe he is the Christ. Amen. I'm not celebrating to moves on the 25th of December. Amen. I'm celebrating Jesus because I know Jesus is real. How many of you know Jesus is real? Amen. But boy, they'll come and you, you just such a pagan. And I hate when they do this. I hate when they say this. I used to follow you. I used to have. I, well, then stop. Stop following me. That'll solve that. You don't have to ever come back to this page again. I'm not trying to make friends. I got a church full of friends. Y'all my friends? Look at that. See? I don't need no friends I've never met. 
Come trying to tell me something. I don't know you. Might be a digital demon. I don't know. Devil's gold. Oh, and then, of course, uh, he aborted Israelite children. Uh, this is how he would try to find the Savior. When they were trying to find Moses, the first Savior of his people, they killed all the firstborn boys trying to get this guy. Then when they tried to find Jesus, Herod ordered that all the boys, firstborn, because he knew that if Jesus come, he knew his goose was cooked. So he tried to have all of the males killed. And let's abort all the males to try to stop the Savior from coming. So the devil's goal has always been to stop us from having our sins paid in full. Amen? That's what priests do, Catholic priests. That's what makes Catholicism so demonic. It's because when you confess your sins to a priest, he keeps them. He can't forgive you of your sins, so your sins are never forgiven. He keeps them and adds them to his. <laughs> the devil's goal has always been to stop us from having our sins paid in full. John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not but for it to what? Steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it what? You may have more life. Look at somebody and say, I want more life. More life. Life is the opposite of death. I want more I want abundant life. Amen. And the birth of Jesus. Christ left his heavenly throne to be made lesser in the form of a human. He desired to walk among us to restore the relationship we had with God before the fall of man. He restored the broken fellowship between God and man caused by Adam's sin. So before Adam sinned, God and man had a walk-in relationship in the garden. They would chill together, walk together, be together until man fell. And then God said his spirit could no longer strive with mankind. It was a separation. But Jesus came and walked among people just as God did in the garden to restore the relationship. Then he said, look, I'm about to leave, but fret not yourself because I'm going to send my spirit back. My spirit's going to dwell in you, lead and guide you into all truth, just like I'm doing now physically. It's going to do it spiritually. He restored the broken fellowship, 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. Christ has given us the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile us back to our relationship with Christ. Mary did not know Joseph sexually so that God could impregnate her immaculately. She could not be known by a man to bring forth the Christ child our Lord. And I talked about that extensively in part 11 of the truth behind hip hop. Remember I talked about the blood and blood being cursed and our blood, human blood being cursed by the sin of Adam. And so we needed Jesus's sinless blood to come. So a man could not, a human could not impregnate Mary because that would keep the same blood curse going. Right? The problem was the blood and it takes blood to make a baby. So Mary had, it had to be a divine situation, something that was not of man. Isaiah 7, 13 and 14 says, then Isaiah said, hear now you house of David, it is not enough 
to try the patience of men. Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin. Look, somebody say the virgin. Y'all, they try to take this out of the story, but it, it, there was a virgin in this story. In the real story, Mary was a virgin. Amen. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, prophesied by Isaiah. Also, Joseph could not be the father of Jesus because Jacona was an ancestor of Joseph and therefore no, no king could rule in Judah after the curse of Jaconian given to his lineage. So basically, this is even more proof of what happened during Christ uh, being born. It, he restored kingship to Judah because God had cursed Judah and basically said no king will sit over Judah again. So there won't be a, a, a king over Judah. And a lot of people say, well, that conflicts with Jesus being the son of David or of the lineage of David. Well, this is why Jesus came, because Jesus restored the crown or restored the kingship back to the lineage. Joseph was in the, of the cursed lineage, so Joseph couldn't be king and he couldn't give birth to a king. So this, this is why Jesus had to come from the Father God and restore the kingship to Judah again. Jeremiah 22 and 30 explains this. It says, this is what the Lord says. Let the record show that this man, Jehokim, was childless, for none of his children will ever sit on the throne of David to rule in Judah. His life will amount to nothing. Man, I would hate for God to say that about me. Lord, forgive me right now of all my sins. Good night. And when God says it, it like just keeps going until he decides to stop it. And it, it kept going until he decided, because that was right when, I think he only reigned three years, or no, three, a few months. Uh, and then, of course, they were taken into captivity in Babylon right after that. So he didn't rule, and then they went into exile, and all of this uh, happened right afterwards, and there wasn't another king until Jesus came upon the scene. Amen. All right, boy, that was quick, wasn't it? Summary! I told you I was going to get you out of here and get you to your food and your family. Hey, man, but somebody came for a word this morning. Did you come for a word this morning? Hey, oh, I'm not finished. God was able to do many things through the conception of his son. He was able to pay the penalty of all sin. How many of you glad about that? He paid the penalty of all sin, current and future Amen. Current and future. Now that don't mean, oh, really? Well, let me go have some fun. No. So will you continue to sin after having knowledge of what you're doing? God forbid. How can you continue to how, If you've been free from it, how can you walk therein? It's what Roman tells us. So if you got that attitude, man, I got a free pass. Get out of, get out of hell free card. No, no. That mentality tells me that you haven't been regenerated. If you've been regenerated, then you ought to be trying to do right. Look at somebody say, I want to do what's right. Amen. He was able to pay the penalty of all sin. He was also able to restore kingship into the lineage of David. And he was able to walk among his creation again. This is what God wanted. He wanted things to be like they were in the beginning. He wanted to walk among his creation once again like he had done 
in the beginning. This is what makes the birth of Christ so powerful and why we celebrate Christmas. Christmas should be a time that we remember his birth and celebrate his coming. Amen? Don't let anybody take that away from you. Y'all don't argue. Look at somebody say, don't argue about Christmas. The Bible says don't do that. So don't be arguing about days and holy days and holidays and all of the suns and moons and Sabbaths and all. Y'all don't argue just because you the Grinch when the holidays come because you're unhappy with your life. Amen. You don't want no, that's the thing. They don't want anybody else to be happy. I hate my life. Oh, Christmas. Bah humbug. But dude, I enjoy Christmas. It's a time of fun and fellowship and presents, man. You don't like presents? Gifts? Who don't like gifts? And you are a grumpy person if you don't like a gift. I want them. I want to bust open packages. Snatch paper haul off the side and Y'all don't like that? That's fun. Oh, that's pagan. It's pagan until it becomes a holiday off work. Go to work then. Tell the boss, no, I demand to be there because I don't recognize holidays. Go to work. Why are you home? You should be protesting. Isn't that crazy? Christmas should be a time that we remember his birth and celebrate his coming. Most importantly, we should remember that without his birth, we would be spiritually dead. Amen? We celebrate his life and his death. Oh, there's no other God like that. Man can have fellowship with God again because of Christ's first coming and be spiritually reborn through his death. When we believe on him, he restores us back to the place that God originally intended for us. Amen. First Corinthians 15 and 21. And I'm closing for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made what? Alive. Everyone stand to your feet. We want to just thank God for being God and giving us his son. Today is a great day. Amen. It's a great day. Like the song said, he's a great guy. Come on, PJ. Come on up here. We see all these movies about sci-fi and spaceships and all this. And you read the scriptures and it's telling you how God defied gravity. Jesus ascending into heaven with no spaceship just going. Elijah in a a fiery chariot, Enoch walking out of this dimension into another one, didn't die, just kept walking. Y'all, come on. This stuff is, I mean, it's the best. Why would you look anywhere else for truth? Why would you look anywhere else? Jesus is the best. God has the best. His stuff is original. Everything else is a copy. Everyone bow your heads. And right now, just with your heads bowed, I want you to just thank God for Jesus. Come on, just your own words, your own, from your heart. Just give him this moment to thank him for all that he's done. This year, you didn't think you would make it. Where you were at the beginning of this year, you're different at the end. 
You've come a long way. What you know now, you didn't know before. The decisions you're making now, you couldn't make before. God has done great things for you. Gave his son to die for every one of your sins so that you don't have to die, but you can live through him. So many wonderful things. Yeah, you may have got gifts and presents today, and that's fun. That's wonderful. But look what you have become. Look who you are now. Look how far he has brought you. I think thanks is in order. He deserves our thanks. He deserves this moment. So just thank him right now from your lips from your heart you could have been you could have been dead like so many of your friends you could have been out in the street like so many of your friends you could have failed like so many around you you could be believing something bogus and erroneous just like all of those around you but God shined the light of the glorious gospel on you so that you wouldn't be blind you can see in the midst of darkness darkness all around you and light chose you to shine through he deserves thanks he deserves praise hallelujah You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.